0: Superman Politics by Kevin D. Williamson from the National Review The strange thing about bailouts, such as the one Donald Trump and Mike Pence just organized for the Carrier Air Conditioner Company, is that they are detested in theory, but relatively popular in practice, at least when they are put together by your guy. When Barack Obama boasted of having saved GM, he wasn't scoffed at as a meddling know-nothing who used other people's money to save incompetent corporate managers and rapacious union goons from their own stupidity and excesses. He was considered a friend of the working man, or at least a well-intentioned would-be friend. The automaker bailouts were never generally popular. A small majority of Americans disapproved of them, but that majority was lopsided. 63% of Democrats approved of the bailouts, while 73% of Republicans opposed them. Political tribalism is strong here. The Trump-Pence carrier handout is supported by 40% of Democrats, 54% of Independents, and a remarkable 87% of Republicans, according to a Politico poll. Carrier, it is worth noting, is not a bankrupt, struggling dinosaur manufacturer like GM. It turned a handsome profit of nearly $3 billion in 2015. United Technologies, a large manufacturing conglomerate that owns Carrier along with Otis Elevators and Pratt & Whitney Engines, operates a few facilities in Mike Pence's home state of Indiana. While the presidential campaign was underway, it announced that it was going to relocate one of those facilities, a furnace plant, to Mexico, along with the jobs associated with it. The second facility was to be relocated as well, affecting a total of about 2,000 jobs. That this was happening in his vice presidential nominee's backyard was embarrassing for Trump. Trump likes to talk tough about trade and outsourcing, but his actual strategy with Carrier was the usual political approach, showering the firm with other people's money. In exchange for at least $7 million in tax incentives, Carrier will do almost everything it was planning to do anyway. It will close Indiana facilities, and it will move manufacturing and manufacturing jobs to Mexico. The Fig Leaf is 800 jobs that will be saved in Indiana, a figure that includes at least 300 positions that never were scheduled for offshoring to begin with. Carrier will be using those tax incentives to improve the automation in its U.S. facilities, that is, to replace Indiana workers with robots instead of Mexicans. United Technologies, like General Electric and Lockheed Martin, is deeply enmeshed in government. It derives at least 25% of its revenue from government contracts, 10% of it from the Department of Defense alone. It is not a company that can afford to have an enemy in the White House or the Pentagon. Which is to say that Trump, who prides himself on his negotiating skills, entered the negotiation with a very strong hand— Spending a few million dollars a year on more expensive labor in Indiana is chump change compared with the $5.6 billion in aircraft engines and components United sold to the federal government last year. Set aside for the moment the fact that using those federal contracts as leverage is kinda sorta technically illegal. It is difficult to imagine that a mere matter of law would prevent Trump from playing that card, and knowledgeable players such as former Indiana Lieutenant Governor John Mutz, who sits on the board of the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, are frank about the larger financial stakes for United, as indeed is the firm's CEO, who told Jim Cramer that the possibility of losing its government contracts weighed on his decision to give Trump a win in Indiana, however symbolic. In fact, Mutz's organization had put together a similar proposal and was rejected by the company. Trump's deal was substantially the same, but it was coming from the president-elect. So, why didn't Trump get more? The answer is probably straightforward. He didn't need more. Trump began his public life as a creature of the tabloid press in New York and is now a creature of social media. He was an incompetent casino operator and hotelier, but he understands publicity and has a genuine gift for it. Without that, he'd just be another Fifth Avenue doofus who inherited a $200 million real estate portfolio from his dad. There will be a day or two of headlines with the words Trump, Deal, Indiana, and Jobs, and that suits Trump. The emptiness of the deal will be documented and lamented by the 0.4% of Americans who follow these things closely. The carrier bailout is awful, of course. It is a case of two politicians using public funds to bribe a business into doing things that benefit.